The Mind Aware, 227. We're a lot more like bamboo. We kind of you know, wave in the breeze. <laughs> Feeling better is more efficient. There's nothing quite like a being around. What happens is vagueness stays vague to somebody. You must put that on the Facebook page. That needs to be a bumper sticker for sure. It's not just think happy thoughts. It's honor where you are. And you have to be prepared to realize that sometimes the wind will blow too hard and you're going to snap off, and that's okay. You don't get what you don't ask for. There's no harm in putting uh, $5 on 23. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So one thing I think we probably all have in common, and maybe I'm just projecting here, but I think it's safe to say that all of us have an inner critic. You know, that voice that's just like nagging at you sometimes, being negative, telling you that you're not going to do it or it's not going to work or you're not good enough or all that stuff. Well, wouldn't you like to just be able to tell that voice to keep quiet and pipe down and get rid of it forever? I know I would. Well, that's why we're here today. We are here to talk to Marion Buck Murray. She is an EFT practitioner and Maybe you're not familiar with EFT. That stands for Emotional Freedom Technique or Tapping. But we're going to jump in with Marion right now and talk about that inner critic. Hi, Marion. Welcome to the call. Thank you, Dana. I'm so happy to be here. I love your show. It's so cheerful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that is. That's what we want to so do. so much fun. <laughs> Get people fired up and ready to go and out yeah. there take action. Yeah. Thank you, Marion. So let's talk a little bit about this inner critic and maybe what we should do just in case there are people out there who don't know what EFT or tapping is, do you want to take just a brief moment and explain a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So EFT, as Dana said, stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. It actually has an S on the end because there are many ways of doing it. And it's also called tapping. And it's a technique where you literally use your fingertips to tap on specific acupressure points on the face and the torso. And it's what that does is it's actually tapping into the meridians. It's tapping into the energy system where we have blocks in our subconscious. And those blocks are anything from unwanted feelings to pain to the inner critic that lives somewhere in our system. And so the tapping actually helps to, it's sort of like cleaning dirt out of a wound. So if you had a wound, you would not put a bandage on it right away. You would clean it out because if you didn't clean it out, then it would fester. And so with tapping, what we do is we find a target, a target feeling or an event or something like that that didn't feel good. You tap on that feeling you know, using your fingertips on the points. And then what happens is that that dirt, that so-called dirt, begins to release so that then you can all use all your affirmations and feel good. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's a great explanation. I love that analogy of it being like a wound. If you're wondering a little bit more about tapping, you can learn all the pressure points. But the key thing I like about tapping that I want to share with the audience is that it's got a lot of 
science research behind it. They've done a lot of looking at now with the, the brain technology we've got, and it really it calms the amygdala, which is responsible for fight or flight. And uh, there's a lot of science behind why these particular meridians work. And I, I like to personally think of it as almost like moving energy. You're moving that energy. So it's fantastic, Mary, and I think that explains it. And so let's talk a little bit about this inner critic because it does feel like we all have one, like we all have an inner critic. And what's up with that? Like what is the deal with that? Why are we so hard on ourselves? You know, my quickest answer to that is that we're so hard on ourselves in order to stay safe. That's really what it boils down to in so many instances. But, you know, this inner critic, the way I see it is that we grow up and we collect all these voices. We collect, you know, things that our parents said, that our teacher said, that our friends said, that, you know, whatever, whoever said, that the newspaper said, that society says, and it all goes in. And usually the more sensitive we are, like, you know, some people are very different. I have two daughters. They're very different. And one has more sensitivity than the other. And she's more prone to taking things like that in. Okay. And so it's just taking all that in. And then we walk around and it's like, we don't even know it's there. It's just, we're walking around and we think it's our own thoughts. So then the inner critic tricks us. Because we think that what our thoughts are, if they're critical, that it's really coming from us when really what we did is we absorbed it from all these situations. And so, you know, that's how I see the inner critic. And then it's always keeping us, you know, its job is to say, stay small, stay small, or or do more, do more, you know, overwork, you know, all these different things. I really like that idea that it's not even us. We just think it's us. That's really such a great explanation. I think we can all identify with that. And so what do you do to get rid of it? Because the inner critic, generally speaking, is a big old feel bad, right? And we all know at the Mind Aware that when you feel bad, you know, you're not working with your best brain. And when you're not working with your best brain, you're not feeling like working or getting good results. So how do you get rid of that voice in your head? There's a lot of ways to get rid of it. I mean, well, maybe not get rid of it, but to tame it. The method that I have is actually using EFT tapping in a three-step process that really goes into looking at the inner critic from, from whence it came. And so the thing about the inner critic is that we really want to make friends with it. In the process that I do, I have... Clients, a lot of times in the first stage of the process, like imagine the critic and, you know, monsters come out, just, you know, you name it, you name it comes out, you know, of what people are imagining. And, um, and once you really make friends with this part of you, it actually transforms. And so you begin to find that it's not so mean after all, because really the critic wants to help us. And so I would say that's the biggest piece of the whole thing is just to say, you know, it's not a nasty that you have to push away necessarily, because that's what we're always doing. We're shoving things away. And so what we want to do is say, all right, critic, you know, what do you have to say? Is it true? You know, why are you let's telling me? Friends. Yeah, let's be friends. <laughs> so so friends tell, maybe friends. tell us your three steps. Okay, okay. So the first step is really getting clear about what the critic is saying to you and what it's making you do. 
you know, I ask clients to sort of write down or tell me, you know, whatever the ways in which the critic is talking to you. And usually we have more than one. So it's picking maybe the most common one. So it might be you're not enough. And it will say it in different ways. And sometimes it's not just words. It's like a feeling or, you know, so it's really getting clear about how your critic talks to you. And then what does it make you want to do? So does it make you want to get small? Does it want to make you overwork? Does it want to make you hide? Or does it make you want to just like be like a bull in a china shop? You know, it's the, the inner critic will do all sorts of things depending upon, you know, our own sensibility, our own constitution, and all of our experiences. Yeah, that's really good what you said. is I love this distinction of not only get clear on what it's saying, but what, it's almost like what's your reaction to that? What do you feel like you need to do because of what it's saying? So excellent point. Okay, great. And then the next step? So the next step is then to go backwards a little bit and to go to the place where maybe that critic came from, all right? And so it's about remembering when did you hear something like that, you know, and how did it make you feel and and all that. So, oh, and and I should say, I should back up a little bit, between each step, we I do tapping. So it's like step one is understanding, then you tap, and that actually helps to clear one level. Then you go to the next level, which is deeper down, and it goes to just maybe a memory. So, for example, one of my clients has a beautiful singing voice, but was terrified to sing in, in public. And her voice teacher was trying to get her to do a show, and she was terrified. And so what happened was through this process, we figured out that when she was a little girl, she was made fun of when she sang. As adults, we think, oh, that's kind of small. But in her, that fear was alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, you bet. That's powerful yeah. when you have those hits when you're little. They're so much bigger. What if somebody can't remember, or do you have you run across that if they can't remember something that's happened, or usually is it kind of like, like I know sometimes we just tell ourselves we can't remember, you know, where the truth is if you say, okay, I'm going to remember something, and you just grab on any old, the first thing that comes to mind, it'll come in. What do you think about that, Mary? I think that whatever comes to you is the right answer, and so it's not about finding the one instance. It's about finding maybe the one or two places or remembering that, okay, so-and-so said this to me on a continual basis or I believe this and, you know, the teacher did this or whatever it is. Right. And then it begins to just come to the surface. Right. That, that makes total sense. I can totally see that. Very good. And so I'm assuming then after you identify that again with the tapping, tap on and just release that energy and then move on to the third step. Yes, and part of that is also sort of recognizing that what did you need in that instance? So if it was a young child, you know, so a young child makes a mistake. I'm the kind of mom, and most people are, that would hug the child and say, okay, it's okay. You know, you're learning how to walk. You just fell down. Okay, you're okay, and, you know, good try or something like that and be encouraging, right? right? But as adults, we are rarely doing that. Right. We're beating ourselves up. And so it's about really being able to recognize, okay, if this happened when I was little, you know, releasing some of those old feelings, but also bringing in some compassion 
for for that. Yeah. That be nice to ourselves. Talk to ourselves yeah. like friends. I'm with you there. Okay. How about step three? So step three is renegotiation time. And here's the thing: the younger we are, typically, when we make these about ourselves or when sort of we decide I have to be small now or whatever it is, the harder it is to let it go. And because it's it's just not a head thing. It's not deciding, okay, I should be this and then it happens. So so it's really a renegotiation in terms of helping yourself feel safe in order to say different things to yourself and let go of the negative things. Because the negative things, by the time one of my clients will get to this place in the process. You know, there's a series of questions for each step. You know, they're usually, you know, client will usually be at the place where they're saying, oh, I get it. You know, this critic was trying to help me. And so if that's really the motivation, then it's this sort of subconscious renegotiation you do to say, all right, I get it that you're trying to help me. And I'm going to help. And so to really help yourself understand that it's safe to move forward, it's safe to do the thing that you're going to do, and to really say, you know, and to do things specifically in a way that will help you feel safe so that the critic isn't just screaming right away and so that you take a little step and then another step and things like that. So it almost sounds like really you're talking about renegotiating with your inner critic, too. Kind of saying like, okay, I get it now. Uh, when I was five, I stepped out and I had a bad result. And so I get why you're, you're trying to keep me safe, but here's what we're going to do. And so it's like taking your, your inner critic by the hand and saying, look, we're going to do this together. You're safe. I'm safe. We're going to move forward. And I mean, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because then you don't get this constant, you know, I believe that anything that is persistent is just calling for attention. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's all it is. It's like it's a persistent pattern, a persistent habit, persistent fear, anything like that is just calling for attention. And when we really, really look and understand and have compassion, it's like, oh, that's what that is. You know? Yeah, totally. I can totally see that. And I love that verbiage that you're using, that it's calling for attention. I mean, that just feels so much better. And rather than repress it, because we know what we push away, we, we resist, persist, just bring it in, you know? So good stuff, Marion. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. Isn't this interesting? We're having such a good chat with Marion Buck Murray. And I want to tell you, she's got a free EFT audio for you on her website. So you go to Marion buckmurray.com and Marion is with an A-N M-A-R-I-A-N Buck be like boy U-C-K Murray like Bill Murray if you're related dot com <laughs> MarianBuckMurray.com head over there and get her getting unstuck EFT audio that's a great topic because she's the expert you know learn all about this EFT and Taming the Inner Critic. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Marion for her parting advice and what you can do today to get started on Taming Your Inner Critic. We'll be right back. I don't know about you, but now that I understand Train Your Brain and the power of mindset, I want to be around other people who get it. 
That's why I joined Train Your Brain U at trainyourbrainu.com. So many experts are training the old tired stuff like work hard, get out of your comfort zone, discipline yourself, blah, blah, blah. I can't even listen to it anymore. I really just want to learn from and mingle with people who understand that getting happy is the fastest path to success. I want to grow my business the easy way. That's why I joined Train Your Brain U at trainyourbrainu.com. And did I mention that it's only a dollar a day? It's incredible. Go ahead and check it out for yourself at trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrainu.com. Trainyourbrainu.com. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a really interesting conversation with Marion Buck Murray, and you can find her over at marionbuckmurray.com, and that's Marion with an A-N, Buck with a B like boy, marionbuckmurray.com. She's actually got a really cool EFT audio for you about getting unstuck over there if you want to check it out. We have been talking today about taming your inner critic, and Marion's walked us through her three-step formula, which is really interesting, really a whole new way of looking at the inner critic as your friend and as trying to keep you safe and is really embracing it as a part of you, making friends with your inner critic so that the two of you can together go forth and accomplish your goals. I mean, doesn't that sound neat and cool and like a new spin on this topic? And so, Marion, I love everything you've been saying If people are listening to this and they're thinking, you know, how can I start today? How can I start to feel more like I'm in control with just some small move? Maybe I don't have time to sit down and tap or something. Is there something I can say to my inner critic in a moment just today to kind of keep it uh, at bay a little bit or make better friends with it? The first thing that you can do is just to pause when you find yourself criticizing yourself. To just pause and breathe and notice what's going on and how it's making you feel, what it makes you want to do so that so that if you're trying to do your work and then you feel like, oh, nobody's going to like this, uh, and you then get up right away to go get something to eat or go right to Facebook or, you know, you know like what what does that then push you to want to do. So just begin to notice the process. And once you notice that, the second thing that you can do is to begin to be very mindful of exactly which critic is getting in your way the most. Because there's something there for you. There's a message. And many times you're going to find a place that really is calling for some healing and so and some compassion and love. It's really, really good. We love that. You know, that being awareness and taking that moment to be calm and notice, it really makes such a huge difference rather than just do-do-doing and not processing your feelings or processing what you're experiencing. So good stuff all around, Mary, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Dana. This was so much fun. I know. Wasn't it fun and easy? I loved it, too. It was really good. And thank you for being here because you get this, right? You get what she's saying. It's almost like sometimes we have so many things that are coming at us with so many thoughts that are in our head that we don't take that moment to process. And that's why people don't like being alone. They have that quiet time at night and then all these feelings rise up that they didn't take just the, the two seconds to pause in the moment and be like, okay, There it was. I was doing that. I was beating myself up. 
I notice my reaction is I want to go do this. I want to feel better by doing this. I want to push it away by doing this. I want to overcompensate by doing this. These are easy steps. And what we're really talking about, of course, is awareness. Awareness and realizing that we can move that energy. And what better way to move it than with being aware, using that EFT, do some of these things that she talked about. I love this idea of just really realizing that it wasn't even you probably that originally had this idea, but really realizing where it comes from, renegotiate with your inner critic, get it on your side. Think of how powerful your world would be if you and your inner critic were hand in hand taking on the world because you know what? You know what a badass your inner critic is, right? Because it makes you feel bad. Well, imagine if you and your inner critic were taking on the rest of the world. Doesn't that sound like a lot better plan? I know I love that. And you can start today, right now, by just taking that moment and pausing next time you do it and realizing that you have control of the thoughts that go on in your head. You can start this right now. Have a moment. Relax ease into this and we'll see you next time on the mind aware what's happening in your life right now was created by your affirmations from your yesterday but i knew i didn't want to feel that way free my favorite price because nobody talks about this part of it we're talking fresh from your juicer We are going to dig straight into that science. You have to change your mindset first. Start by taking a nap and getting some sleep. And when you're speaking affirmations today, you are creating your tomorrows. And we're here to keep that message alive. Whether you like it or not, you're affirming all day, every day. 